Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today we have Pastor Pinas bringing the word. Do listen and be blessed. This morning I have a word for you but before that I would like to take time to encourage you. I would like to take time to uh, exhort and I, w- I want to say that this is a season where God has drawn near to his church and while God has drawn near to his church you also need to be in this place of drawing near to him God is the bible says that he's a very present help in times of trouble i know that our country has been through a lot in this season i know that we have been going through very tough times in this season but all i would like to say is god is good and his mercy still endures and while the lord has drawn near in this season in this season i would like you to draw as near as you can to god god has drawn near to his church in this season and i would encourage you that you would also draw near to him do whatever it takes to draw near to god because he's a very present help in times of trouble we've come through the season of learning about uh, how god is near and about hosting his presence about god being with us emmanuel so i would encourage you to do whatever it takes to draw near to god because the season the lord has drawn near to his church and moving on i would also like to encourage you do whatever it takes to build your prayer life do whatever it takes to build your time with the lord if if that means just um partnering with a friend who can help you if that means getting uh, a mentor and or uh, submitting to a leader and getting help from them do all that it takes so that you can draw near to god and i believe that as you draw near to the lord the lord will be your nurse the lord will be your healer the lord will be your shield the lord will be your provider and your protector today i have a word from the holy spirit and i believe that this is something which is like a now word and i'm amazed how god has been speaking to the church i'm amazed how god has been speaking to his people in throughout this time so this morning i would like to talk mm-hmm. from the book of ruth which is a very beautiful book in the bible and you know that this book is a very well known book to most of us uh but there's something that i would like to draw parallels and also i would like to share what the holy spirit has been teaching me in this season so uh, let us dive in what we're going to do is we're going to go through the whole book of ruth like all four chapters and as much as i would love to read all four chapters to you i wouldn't do that i would try narrating the story out to you and we're going to pick up two things out of it we're going to pick up the uh, a character trait and a posture trait from each of these chapters so before we go into the book of ruth i'd like to read uh, two scriptures which talk about character and posture go with me to romans chapter 5 verses 1 from the nlt bible therefore since we have been made right in god's sight by faith we have peace with god 
because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that uh, they help us develop endurance. Okay, we, we need to look at the last three verses very carefully, okay? So, Romans chapter 5 verses 1 to 5, the last three verses from verse 3 onwards, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develop strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Moving on to Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 it says so let us not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Now I would like uh, to journey through the book of Ruth. So the book of Ruth starts this way. It starts in a time of the judges when the judges were reigning and there was no king yet. And in that time, there was a family uh, named a family of Elimelech and they lived in Bethlehem. But it so happened that in Bethlehem, there was a famine that struck the land. So they decided that they would move to the land to another land so Elimelech and his wife Naomi along with his sons Marlon and Kilion they moved to another land called Moab now Moab happens to be a land of uh, uh, where the descendants of Lot were and they settled there so they moved from a land of bread to a, a camp where, which was called Moab out there they lived they settled and I believe they would have their respective occupations and they did all that it takes and over a period of time they got wives for themselves like Marlon and Kilion they got married uh, one was married to Orpa and the other was married to another Moabite called Ruth after that there was a gap of few years and it so happened that uh, that Elimelech had died by then and Malon and Kilion also died and Naomi was left with just herself and her daughter-in-laws so uh, while she was left with them she um, she'd lost everything by then like they, they were in they were not even in their land they were in Moab and when she heard that God had blessed Bethlehem and there was crop in the land she decided that they will they will take a journey back to the land and when they journeyed back to the land of bread uh, on the way Naomi thought why wh what would I do with you know having Orpa and Ruth follow me why why do i need to take them along with me i mean there's nothing good that's gonna come out right because uh, 
Marlon and Kilion had died and there was not there was no other hope for uh, her so she was she she just asked them on the way she asked them to leave she asked them to go back to their land that is Moab and live with their parents and go back to uh, their gods now here is uh, what we see so I want to I want to take you to Ruth chapter 1 verses 8 to 18 it says but on the way Naomi said to her daughters-in-law go back to your mother's home and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husband and to me may the Lord bless you with security of marriage then she kissed them goodbye and they all broke down and wept no they said we want to go with you to your people but Naomi replied why should you go on with me can I still give birth to another son who could grow up to be your husbands no my daughters return to your parents home for I am too old to marry again and even if it were possible I were to get married tonight and bear sons then what would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else no of course not my daughters things have been far more bitter for me than for you because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me and again they wept together Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye but Ruth clung tightly to Naomi verses 15 onwards look Naomi said to her your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods you should do the same and Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So like I was saying in the beginning, we're going to look at two traits. One is going to be a character trait and the other a posture trait. And the first one over here talks about Ruth who clung to Naomi, who chose to, you know, stay back with Naomi irrespective of Orpa leaving. Ruth decided that I'm going to stay back and I'm going to cling to Naomi. So from this, we can derive that it was her character and it was her desire to be loyal and over here it's it's not more about loyalty towards her uh, mother-in-law you see it's it's not about the if you if you look at the text carefully she she caref she said that you know your god will be my god it was not more about loyalty towards her mother-in-law rather it was loyalty towards Naomi's God loyalty towards Na Naomi's God whom she trusted in, in 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 the most high the Yahweh and while she was uh, choosing to be loyal you need to understand that uh, these these girls Orpa and Ruth they were Moabites and they happened to have different gods because they belonged to a different land. Probably the god was named Chemosh and uh, they worshipped another god altogether. But as soon as they 
came into Naomi's household when they married and they came I'm sure they would have seen their trust I'm sure they would have seen Naomi's belief I'm sure they would have seen uh, whom uh, whom she believes in and Ruth chose to be loyal to Naomi's God so while she chose to be loyal to Naomi's God her posture was of clinging and holding on and that is why it says that Ruth replied don't ask me to leave you and turn back wherever you go I will go wherever you live I will live your people will be my people and your God will be my God you know moving on the next so they went on to the land of they moved on to the land of Bethlehem while they were journeying to the land of Bethlehem uh, they reached there and people recognized Naomi and she was a little upset because she went full and when she came back to the land she came back empty-handed so she, she told them uh, do not call me Naomi call me Mara instead call me bitter while she lived in the land the end of chapter one says that they moved in a time where there was barley harvest that was happening it was a spring season and during that time uh, so they came to Bethlehem they probably settled in a place and while they settled in a place because Naomi was old there was not much she could do for herself so Ruth decided that she would get herself a job and what better than going into the harvest fields and just gleaning over there because there was no other job probably a woman could have done at that point of time and they had to make sure that there was food on their tables because they were very very poor so in chapter 2 she decided to go to the uh, harvest land where the crop the barley harvest was happening and she spoke to one of the in charges there she asked them properly can I just come and can I uh, you know help or can I collect some grain for me and my house and the the man was quite favorable and the man was like go ahead do that in fact uh, in, at that point of time the Lord had you know specifically given uh, details the Lord had specifically given uh, instructions to Moses in the in the time of the whole process of Leviticus that when a foreigner comes into your land or when a widow comes into your land uh, and accepts uh, treat them well do not you know do not be rude to them treat them well love them as you would love yourself and that's exactly what happened with Ruth she got treated that way she, they were kind to her they just let her collect the uh, the, ha the the grains from the harvest field so while she was in you know in the gleaning floor uh, over there while she was gleaning crops out there there was it seemed that there was this man uh, happened to notice her and he asked the in charge over there who is this woman and what is she doing here and and uh, this this person said that she is someone who's come along with Naomi and as as soon as he said that uh, Boaz realized that Naomi happens to be her relative and immediately 
I, I believe that it was it was God's favor that that his heart was moved and he was moved with compassion and, and he said that you know do whatever it takes just leave as much as crop uh, intentionally just so that she can gather a lot of crop and this woman you know she was faithful in her work that's what the man witnesses let's go to Ruth chapter 2 verses 2 to 3 it says one day Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go out to the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who is kind enough to let me do it, Naomi replied. All right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went out to gather grain behind the harvesters and as it happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law, Elimelech. So do you see uh, the second character trait was she she was like let me go and let me go and work the second character trait was humility she was ready to humble herself she was ready to give in she was ready to just surrender and do whatever it takes just so that they can have bread on the table and um, later on it says in Ruth chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 Boaz went over and said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, stay here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Um, stay right behind the young women working in the field. See which part of the field they are harvesting and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him. What have I done to deserve such kindness? She asked. I'm only a foreigner. So while Boaz extended grace, Ruth chose to yield to it. While that was her posture, her posture was that of yielding. Her posture was that of you know giving into. The the story goes on, the story goes on, and it's so beautiful that she she was able to take back a lot of uh, grain home after beating the grain and getting the that what was needed the portion that was needed to uh, take it home and you know sh just show Naomi this is what I got from my uh, from today's wage and uh, that got Naomi you know excited that got Naomi filled with hope and she was like who is this person who was so kind to you who is this person who who showed favor to you that you were able to gather so much from their field and you know what uh, she says that it was Boaz while in the second chapter Boaz realized that Naomi was her relative this is only in the third uh, this is only to you know towards the end of the second chapter that Naomi realizes that she has a relative named Boaz in the land and that filled her with hope that filled her with joy and um, in the third chapter he goes and in, in the third chapter it goes on to another you know to differently to, it, it you, you need to see how the third chapter takes a shift from the third and the fourth chapter there's such a shift so go with me I if you remember the first character trait was of that of loyalty from Ruth's side the second was the of humility and the first character uh, the first posture trait was holding on or clinging on and the second one was yielding 
so while we move to the third one it says in Ruth chapter 3 verses 3 to 4 now do as I tell you take bath put on perfume dress your nicest clothes then go to the threshing floor but don't let Boaz see until he has finished eating and drinking be sure to notice where he lies down then go and uncover his feet and lie down there he will tell you what to do Ruth chapter 3 verses 5 to 6 I will do everything you say Ruth replied so she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law Ruth was devoted to her mother-in-law Ruth was devoted and submitted to her mother-in-law as to what to do and what are the next steps that she has to take and while she chose to be devoted her posture at that point of time was obedience look at look at uh, Ruth 3 5 to 6 it says I will do everything you say everything you say so so Naomi came up with this plan of you know having uh, Ruth go to the threshing floor and uncover Boaz's feet and you know just 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 lie down there and say that hey you know what you are our redeemer you are a family redeemer can you redeem us can you help us so that's what she did and the story takes a different turn altogether when Boaz realized that this woman so that day that particular day before Ruth had to go um, and before you know Naomi prepared Ruth to go they had a party happening in their threshing floor so so Boaz you know after the party and after doing everything usually what the, the out there during those times these people would after partying or you know doing everything the ones who owned that place they would go and just sleep in that place uh, after celebration just so that you know it they could avoid some thefts and he was he'd eaten well he 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 was drunk and probably he slept and as soon as he slept uh, taking the that point of time that opportunity Ruth went and she went she made sure that she was hidden and she was not noticed she went to the threshing floor and uncovered um, Boaz's feet and she's uh, you know lie down there till Boaz noticed her when Boaz noticed her um, he told her that stay stay right here and do not go I will help you he extended his again he was moved with favor again he was moved with compassion and he said that just stay right here and I will help you and she what he did was he gave her some more grain and after that he went on and she uh, he asked her to leave before it was daylight just so that nobody notices that that you know something like this happened and while this was happening so Ruth was basically obedient to uh, Naomi she was very obedient to Naomi and while she was obedient she found favor while she was you know devoted she found favor in her yielding there was favor in her loyalty there was favor in her humility and submission there was so much of favor that came forth so uh, later on you know we come to the almost to the end of the chapters like 
so she took back crop went home told nomi this has happened and uh, nomi tells ruth listen boys has noticed this he will surely do something and he will not settle till he takes care of this matter so uh, you know uh, the next next chapter i would like us to look at boys so till now we were looking at ruth's character trait and ruth's posture next i would like us to go to boys's character trait and boys's posture while he was their family redeemer and he was their kingsman redeemer in the fourth chapter boys you know said that there happens to be one more person and he did not want to just as much as boys wanted to give in he did not want to do it illegally he wanted to go through the right ways and uh, while he chose that he there happened to be another person closer than boys uh who would you know redeem or who would uh help so there happened to be a person closer than boys to their family and he he told ruth listen i will go and talk to him and if he agrees then let him you know just redeem you and your family and he he went he spoke and he they tried to settle matters in a very quiet way you know uh just because he did not want to make a public spectacle of this so he made sure that the matters would you know be settled very quietly and uh, so this man got to know that uh, he is the redeemer and he was willing to redeem and he was willing to you know take the land but boys had given one more condition he said on the condition of also taking ruth as your wife while he said that uh what happens here is that's when this man was taken aback or that's when this man the the bible says that you know he was he felt endangered he felt endangered of his estate that he already had this nearer kinsman redeemer he felt endangered so that's when he decided that i will not uh redeem probably boys you can go ahead do this so there was a gathering of the elders in that gathering of the elders there happened to be a tradition that was uh taking place so here's what happens you know in in while red, while somebody has to be redeemed here's what happens they have to if 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 a nearer kinsman is not ready to redeem you then there is another person who gets to redeem you so what they do is uh there is a exchange of sandal or exchange of shoe ceremony that takes place publicly due to which um this whole that like a sign of saying that hey listen that i am giving you the rights you can go ahead and redeem now i uh, i would like you to look at uh boaz's character and posture trait you know look at root chapter 4 verses 6 to 10 it says then i uh, here, like like we were talking about it says then i can't redeem the land this is the near kinsman he says and the, the family redeemer replied because this might endanger my own estate you redeem the land i cannot do it now in those days it was the custom in israel for anyone transferring a right of purchase to remove his sandals and hand it to another party this publicly validated the transaction and 
So the other family redeemer drew off his sandal and he said to Boaz, You buy the land. Then Boaz said to the elders and to the crowd standing around, You are witnesses that today I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion and Malon. And with the land I have acquired Ruth, the Moabite widow of Malon, to be my wife. This, this way she can have a son to carry on the family name of her dead husband and to inherit the family property of his hometown. You are all witnesses today. So Boaz extended kindness. Boaz extended favor. Boaz extended a hand of redemption. And that was his posture. That was his posture, a posture of redemption. Let me talk to you a little more about uh, a kinsman redeemer. Usually a kinsman redeemer is someone who can buy, you know, is someone who can buy you back. Because these people, they had moved to the land of Moab. And while they moved to the land of Moab, by now they lost everything and also the husbands died so they whatever portion they had and whatever land they had that estate got locked in order for that estate to be unlocked it had to be redeemed by someone it had to be bought back by someone so Naomi was not a choice because she was already old and she was a widow but Ruth's had a future she was young and there was hope via Ruth and Ruth's life so what happened was uh, Boaz chose to not only marry Ruth but also thereby it unlocked uh, Naomi's estate and it gave back all that they owned all that they uh, they acquired was unlocked now through it all, now that we've you know been through this whole journey of uh, a character and a posture trait and through the whole journey through the book of Ruth, I want you to you know um, look at the life of Jesus. I want you to look at the life of our Savior Jesus. If you see, Jesus lived in a similar way. Jesus was the life of jesus was this way jesus was loyal to his father as a sign and his posture was clinging on to his father uh, and you know the bible is very specific it says that he did not do anything unless he heard or he see his father do it later on just like uh, ruth chose to humble jesus chose to humble himself came on this earth, uh, lived a life and he yielded to God. He submitted to God. He came with an assignment. He came with a purpose and he yielded to God. And um, he had a posture of yielding to his father. The third one, if you remember, was a posture of, was a character of devotion and a posture of obedience. And that's exactly what we see in Jesus's life. We see that the life of Jesus was a life of devotion, a life of commitment to his father, to his to the people that he had come for. And with that posture of obedience, he chose to take himself and track himself to the cross 
it 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 took a lot of um courage it took a lot of everything inside of him but because he was willing uh he, he chose that posture of obedience and last but not the least we were talking about the character trait of kindness and the character and the posture trait of redemption and that's exactly what jesus did while he hung on the cross for us he chose to be, he chose to extend favor he chose to extend grace he chose to extend mercy and kindness towards us and buy us back from the clutches of the enemy buy us back buy our freedom back and jesus became our kinsman redeemer jesus became the one who brought our freedom back again um i want you to look at ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 it says that he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave us our sins the nkjv version says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace in him we have redemption and the the price of this redemption was his blood so jesus purchased our freedom so that we can live free if you remember uh, you might ask why was i narrating this whole thing it was it was for a specific purpose you know it was for a specific purpose so that we realize that last year happened to be a year of gathering right and if you look at the book of ruth ruth went into the field to gather okay and while she was gathering she moved to a place of coming to a place where boaz took her as uh, not only boaz redeemed her and you know naomi got her estate back but out of her came a offspring whose name was obed who was a father to jesse and jesse was a father to david do you see where this goes she became part of a lineage that is so big and while she was yet in the field gathering and gleaning she moved from gathering and gleaning to a place of being rooted and planted she moved to a place of having her roots grow deep down where a lineage was spoken of where a lineage was um, so great that Jesus decided to come through that lineage you know it was the books do not record a lot of women in the lineage history when uh, the lineage is written but Ruth made it into the lineage and i just want to you know um tie this up together by echoing something prophet shaiju has had told us in the beginning of the year he said when ruth clung to naomi she clung to the god of naomi by clinging to the god of naomi she chose the right god which ended her up in the right field and which ended up in having a right future and a right protection 
as this woman she chose to glean and gather in the right field she continued to become rooted rooted to a point where she was part of a lineage a lineage so strong a lineage of jesus so i want to remind you of this scripture that we had spoke about in the beginning of the year which is isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 it says out of the stump of david's family will grow a shoot yes a new branch bearing the fruit from the old root out of the stump of jesse would come a a shoot a shoot and this it says that the stump of david's family will grow a shoot and the and a and a new branch bearing fruit so i just want to close with this i i want to i want to say that go with me to romans it you know while i was studying this i got a picture of a uh, a tree and a tree growing back its shoot again a a picture of it the shoot not only springing up but the the branches also popping up and that's exactly what happened with us when our redemption when when the price was paid for us when we were bought on the cross when when we were redeemed uh you know what happened we were uh wild trees that got grafted into this tree uh, we were just held a skelter and we got grafted into a a root and a lineage of jesus so look at romans chapter 11 verses 17 it says but some of these branches from abraham's tree some of the people of israel have been broken off and you gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree have now been grafted in so now you receive the blessing god has promised abraham and his children sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of god's special olive tree do you get the connection take time to ponder upon it take time to think about this and you know root was a picture of the church and naomi was a picture of israel and boaz happened to be a picture of jesus while each of them uh, demonstrated a picture jesus not only came for uh, for the church he also came for israel he also came to redeem israel and that's exactly what happened in that's exactly the picture that was drawn in the book of ruth boaz not only married ruth but he was also able to redeem both ruth and naomi uh, through it all You know I just want us to close with this from Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 to 7 it says but when the right time came God sent his son born of a woman subject to the law God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children and because we were his children God had sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out abba father Now you are no longer a slave but God's own child and since you are his child God has made you his heir you not only get to be a part of this root you not only get to be a part of this branch but you get to have a relationship with Jesus you get to call him abba father you get to call him your father who has redeemed you i just want to tie 
all of this by ending it the, with with one verse probably i will leave it there i will leave it for you to decode this in the end um in the book of revelation it says that there was no one worthy that was found to uh to break the seal but there happened to be one person that was worthy and look at revelation chapter 5 verse 5 it says and this is from the esv version it says and one of the elders said to me weep no more behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals i want to conclude with that i want to leave this here right away uh, as much as i would have loved to go into depth but i i want to leave it here right here and i want to i want you to take time to think about it ponder about it and try to decode what what the spirit of the lord has been speaking in this season and i i just want to take this time to pray and bless you before i leave uh father god we just take this time to thank you we just take this time to uh thank you that you were able to speak to your children and to minister to them wherever this word goes we pray that there will not only be redemption but there will be a life we pray that wherever this word goes that there will not only be life but there will be hope wherever this word goes that there will be freedom there will be a generous portion that will be bought back and that would be restored unto them that life would be restored unto them healing would be restored unto them joy would be restored unto them and their lives would never be the same again because nothing can stand against us because you've overcome the darkness and we will not surrender for less than what you paid for on that cross so we thank you for this generous portion that you have given us we thank you for this generous portion that you bought for us and we just want to uh, bless your children and in jesus name want to uh, say amen thank you so much for tuning in today thank you so much for joining uh, i hope you were blessed and have a blessed week ahead god bless you Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope it blessed you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You're welcome to tune in every Sunday for our live celebration at 11 a.m. at youtube.com/pastorpriji. God bless you. Have a blessed week.